Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a one thousand dollars risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite. NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob, and Justin, the Eagles went down to Tampa Bay and there's no other way to say it. They got their ass kicked. They got destroyed. Um, disappointing on multiple levels. One, they were just not competitive in this game really at all. You know, the 31 to 15 score makes it seem like it was close. That was pretty much in garbage time. Number of miscues from the defense. You know, Jonathan Gannon sitting back in that super soft coverage. Jalen Rager muffed two punts, one for a key loss. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts, extremely, extremely disappointing performance. After I was seeing improvement, I was buying in. I was rocking the chain and going all in on Jalen Hurts. He let me down. Uh, just didn't see the field well, didn't throw the ball well. And, uh, Raise serious questions about his status moving forward. Justin, what are your thoughts on that uh, big uh, Bucks loss? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of covered it. It just seemed like in every facet of the game, we got beat. I mean, um, Jalen obviously didn't show up in any way, shape, or form. Um, usually if his passing game isn't there, you can at least rely on him to get us a couple rushing yards. That didn't even seem to be working. Um, it seemed like he was a bit scared in the pocket. Uh, a la Carson Wentz-ish to a certain degree. Uh, he seemed to shuffle those feet too much. And then when he did try to throw, uh, try to throw on the run, um, you know, he wasn't setting himself. The passes seemed to be going everywhere. I mean, what he, he gave up what was it, two interceptions, but it seemed like there was a possibility for four total at some points. Um, just not seeing the field uh, well whatsoever. I mean, there's a number of plays online now, you know, one to Quez, the, the interception uh, where he's thrown to Devonte, where we just had ample opportunities to, you know, take advantage of some situations. And, and he didn't specifically him. He did not. I mean, it seemed like some of the play calls were actually decent. If you break it down and you question what Sirianni was doing at times, um, we could have scored some more points, but unfortunately that didn't happen because he just didn't seem to be going through the progressions correctly. And, happy feet and not seeing the field whatsoever. And then when he was throwing the ball, the passes were just off. I mean, 
even the one uh, that got picked off, I forget who he was thrown to, but it was kind of a, I think it was to, to Devante as well. It's kind of a lob pass. Um, it seemed like he actually like forced himself to the right, even a little bit more. So he had to, you know, almost throw, uh, you know, off his back foot there and a lob pass, like I said, and it just, it didn't make any sense to me. He could have stepped up there as well as some other passes and I could go on and I'm sure you guys will as well. So I don't want to take all the Jalen hates hate away. Uh, but the other issues, obviously, as you pointed out, you know, defense. Um, I mean, Gannon did try to mix in some blitzes early. We just kept getting burned regardless of what it seemed like we did um, with Tom Brady. I mean, he is the goat, but the, the one issue I did have though, too, besides, you know, sometimes we did play soft is the fact that, you know, there were those mismatches. I mean, Maddox, then if Evans goes in, in the slot, I mean, Maddox has played well this season. Do not get me wrong, but he's, he's an obvious mismatch and you know that Tom's going to take advantage of that. So why don't you have something in play where you're immediately double teaming him somehow, get a linebacker up there. I wouldn't even do that. I would make, make Slay play the slot, but it, it just seemed like those were issues as well. And then, sorry, I know I'm rambling here, but then Gannon, I mean, um, Sirianni, I mean, even though we got down 17, nothing, I feel like he did abandon the run really quickly. I know they were stopping it and playing some solid defense against the run, but it just seemed like, you know, we still needed to establish that. I think that does help Jalen and we just played a piss poor game and sorry, I'm rambling, but there you go. That's one. Well, and and uh, in your, in your uh, thesis that you unloaded there, Justin, <laughs> I think you hit on it. it. Basically everything annoying about the Eagles season, we saw in that game in particular, you know, force feeding Rager when we didn't need to Jonathan Gannon sitting back in the defense and not figuring it out till the second half uh, us getting pressure, but getting pressure too late. And then obviously Jalen hurts. I mean, the interception to that, he was trying to get Devonta Smith was a great example where he felt pressure that wasn't there. And that's something that young quarterbacks do all the time. It was something he was doing earlier in the season. It seemed like he was getting away from it and having more quiet feet in the pocket, but uh complete regression to some of his uglier, uglier mechanics earlier in the season. Rob, what are your, what are your thoughts on this uh, game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think first we could probably just wrap the podcast up, Justin. I think just really on every topic right there. So sorry, um, I was just flowing. No, <laughs> no you're in the uh, uh, I'm stop. just kidding. You're good. Um, <laughs> no, look, I, I mean, one, I, I think this this game was a, a huge reflection on Jalen Hurts. He he came up small on the biggest stage of the season. Um, you know, essentially, Todd Bowles said, "Hey, we're going to stack the box." you guys aren't going to run and we're going to make, you know, Jalen beat us by throwing and he couldn't do it and he couldn't do it at all. Um, You know, I, I, there were only even a handful of plays that were decent and, and, you know, it didn't, the problem to me is it didn't even look like they were just confusing them or doing anything exotic. It just looked like he literally could not make the throws or recognize the open guy. I mean, you'd look at Devonte Smith, and he's out there and the DB is 10 yards away from him. Uh, you know, adjust at the line, get a quick throw to him. And this falls partly on Sirianni too. Um, but the offense just did not work. We couldn't run the ball. I do think we abandoned it a little early. And then, you know, Gannon, I don't understand him at all. Um, we got smoked by Tampa Bay early in the season. And it's like, he said, fine, I'm going to follow the exact same blueprint 
that led to us getting blown out in the first game. I do think he started in a very soft D and Brady just marched straight down the field. And we've said this week after week after week, if you're going to get beat, go down swinging, make, make them beat you deep, take away the underneath lock, slay down on Evans, move them around, do something, bring more pressure. And he starts to do that later in the game, but it's like, and I feel I've said this every episode, it's like we forget what works the first half of every game. And it's, and then he'll finally adjust, but he doesn't adjust till the second half. And then every game we restart this whole thing. He starts in this soft zone and Brady just picked us apart. So I, I mean, you got to give a poor grade all around the, the offensive play calling was not good. Jalen hurts was, was really not good. And Gannon was not good on defense. So I, I don't have a lot of positives to take out of it quite honestly. Yeah, the funny thing is Ryan Kerrigan was probably the lone uh, bright spot in the in that game, and I don't see how he's going to be back for the team or even in the league. We're going to take a quick break so we can hear about Win Bet. That's right. Fortunately, the Eagles' season is over. However, the NFL playoffs continue. If you want to get in on the action, what better place to go than WinBet.com? W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com. They got that risk-free thousand dollar sports bet. Uh, they have a sweet bet five dollars, win four hundred in free bets. You can win a trip to Shaq's VIP Funhouse in Los Angeles. So much uh, going on, and of course, they got you covered for all the sports: NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever it is. Win bet has you covered. Bet big, win bigger with Win Bet. We're also brought to you by Prop Swap. Head over to PropSwap.com. Use that promo code SGP to get an instant deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars, where you can buy and sell real sports bets. If you had an Eagles Super Bowl ticket, probably should have unloaded it uh, before that disaster down in Tampa Bay. But again, maybe you're looking to buy some tickets. Maybe you got a, a Bills to win the Super Bowl ticket. Getting a little nervous about their chances? You can just head over to PropSwap.com, list the ticket, get paid. Over at propswap.com, promo code SGP. Best part is your your ticket doesn't have to win for you to make money. All you have to do is have it increase in odds and then uh, sell it over at propswap.com, promo code SGP. And we're back here on the Diehard Eagles podcast. All right, uh, we are going to open it up to a bigger conversation about Jalen Hurts, his future with the Philadelphia Eagles, bringing on known uh, Jalen Hurts uh, detractor. And uh, not a fan of Jalen Hurts. One, Mr. Brandon. Uh, Brandon, welcome on to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Thanks for having me. Great to be back. I think we had a lot on here. We were talking about quarterback issues, and here we are again. So I uh, wish, <laughs> but but uh, happy to talk about it. Triumphant return. Now, obviously, I've been on Team Jalen Hurts. I've hitched my bandwagon to Hurts. I I enjoyed the intangibles, and I did think I saw legit uh, progress in the passing game throughout the season. Now, clearly when they went up against top tier competition, like the Tampa Bay bucks, it wasn't enough. Um, You know, he's kind of in this weird spot where what do we do for 2022? Brandon, you are completely out on Jalen hurts. You believe he's a career backup. will never be anything more. Right. And your, your thesis is you're just out on, right? Well, I mean, that, that is the conclusion of my thesis, but my, my thought process to get there is pretty simple as well. Um, and I, I think I've gone over this with you, but I think it, it's two part. One is, does he have the talent 
the natural talent to be a top five or top 10 quarterback. And I, I don't think so. And that's why I was out on him from early on. Now you could say he does, and it's still debatable. He can grow into it. If he does have that talent, then what does he do to radically improve his accuracy, his ability to diagnose defenses at the line, start leading receivers, anticipating throws, roll to his left would be a nice start. Um, you know, step up in the pocket. I mean, the list goes on. And so if you believe, if you're still in on him, you believe he has the talent, but he, you believe he needs to improve. Then, then I just would, you know, kind of harken back to history. And when have you seen a quarterback improve in like 10 categories radically to make himself into a top quarterback in the league? Now, maybe you say Russ comes in the league. He doesn't have a good deep ball. He develops a great deep ball with, you know, great arc on it. Or maybe Josh Allen isn't stepping up in the pocket enough his first year. And he starts stepping up in the pocket more and diagnosing defenses. Those are part of prog- natural progressions as a quarterback. But what we've got here is deficiencies. So, so the breadth of deficiency deficiencies is so wide. Um, it would be hard pressed for me to see Jalen, even with a strong bunch of intangible characteristics and work ethic to be able to overcome what he doesn't have physically at this point. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think you're, you're right in the fact that he's missing in, in multiple areas and to improve in multiple areas are tough. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I think would be uh, you know, your closest comparison of someone who improved dramatically as far as the passing game from their first season as a starter to their second season. I mean, in the same way that Carson Wentz dramatically improved from his first year to his second year, where he became an MVP candidate, ultimately blown out his uh, ACL and somehow, uh, you know, paving the way for Nick Foles to win the Super Bowl. To that, to that point, though, you're right. I mean, the stuff we saw out of Carson Wentz, his rookie year, there was still some arm talent and some flashes of really seeing the field and command um, that we really haven't seen from Hertz on a consistent level. There'll be a handful of plays here, or even again, like I, I think that Washington game, the Denver game, I think he looked pretty good as a passer. I guess I think as a, as a Jalen. Well, well, let's let, not to cut you off. I apologize, but let's take a step. When we drafted him he was a third or fourth round graded out talent. We took him in the second and our, and the reasoning at the time was we were a quarterback factory, which we all can look back and laugh on. But secondly, that he was a Taysom Hill type of guy, a multi multi-use player. Now Taysom Hill sucks. I mean, he's not a good tight end. He's not a good running back. He's not a good quarterback. He's something in between all that. Um, and I think Drew Brees made him look pretty darn good for a couple of years. But if we go back to what we saw in him when we drafted him, I mean, he kind of is that, right? He's a mediocre quarterback, a pretty good runner, and you know maybe he could catch a pass if we if we if we you know flanked him out. But he's not any good at you know great at any of the above, and um, it's just it's tough, and it's 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 in it's you know in this game you know this whole season was about evaluation, right? It was evaluating new coach, evaluating quarterback, evaluating you know a lot of new guys on a roster. You know, I think that evaluation went pretty well until the biggest test, and then we failed miserably. Um, well, well, to that point, then if you, if you're saying, you know, you think Hertz is a, is a career backup and, and certainly that could be his trajectory, but then wouldn't that be impressive uh, by Nick Sirianni that he had a, a career backup for this team that they were two and five. And then he figured out a way to get them into the playoffs. hundred percent. I think it was very impressive to, to change what we were doing, to go with what we had, which was a, proved to be a great running game when we were playing inferior teams. I think, think, don't think you can win in the playoffs, you know, or at least go deep, you know, with, with a one dimensional attack. And we saw that, you know, 
quickly, you know, lead to our demise. But I, I do think Nick did a great job. I don't think he had a great game. I think we can all agree on that. Um, Rob pointed out some, you know, kind of inconsistencies or, or obvious ways he could have, you know, changed his game plan a little bit as he saw the coverage they were playing. But I think he graded out pretty well. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a case to be made for Jalen is really holding him back from what he wants to do from a schematic, you know, point of view offensively. And I think, you know, that that's something that maybe changes if another guy's under center, but yeah. And, and I think, I think, really of, go under, you know, what, whatever, uh, you know, in shotgun, maybe part of the reason maybe I talked myself into Jalen is because him being the guy, or at least close enough makes, makes everything else so much easier that we can use the three first round picks around building around him, that we can use the cap space on fixing our defense and that we can just kind of work with what we have. And, and maybe you see some growth from him that can carry the team. Um, you being the GM, Brandon, who are you bringing in at quarterback to start in 2022? I think that's where the conversation gets tough. Yeah, I think, and I listen, I think going into this game, Howie had an A for the year. Going out of this game, you know, his coup de gras is kind of gone because, you know, he maybe now he's at a B minus C plus for the year. Because if you get a great, you know, you get a serviceable or good quarterback with, you know, very low cost to you and you can use those picks to really build around them, then you got something interesting. Um, but it appears we're back to square one there. My thinking is we we go out and we acquire you know, one of these free agents, I mean, take your pick as to what you, who you like. Um, because I just don't think how he's waiting around, uh, for, for one of these quarterbacks in the draft class, which everyone has talked about has been pretty weak to kind of come in and challenge Jalen. Now I think they'll draft a quarterback. I also think they'll try to find, I think how he will work every day and night from now until training camp to find, find another solution. So if I had to guess it'd be your pick of, of the high price uh, free agents that are out there. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like he'll make a push for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. I mean, the the red flags are are obvious for both those guys. Deshaun Watson, you know, great athlete, but then uh, there's a lot of questions. Obviously, the off the field stuff. But it just as a fan, it's like the whole thing is going to become the whole season will just revolve around his off the field stuff, and it just won't be that fun to follow the team because every article is just going to be. Hey, we talked to these people. This is what, and it's going to not be about the game itself. Russell Wilson. I mean, how much are you giving up for Russell Wilson? I mean, he's looked great for a number of years. Maybe he's hitting his hitting the wall. I mean, certainly the injury held him back. I guess that's my thing of like riding it out with Jalen for one more year. I wouldn't be opposed. We do have three first round picks, like spending two of the picks on defense and spending one pick uh, taking a shot at, at someone in the first round. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. And I, you know, I think there is a case to be made for going really hard on defense, putting, putting all our eggs in that basket and turning this into a defensive, have a, a serviceable game manager, a quarterback in Jalen who can run and extend plays. And, and you try to win ugly that way on the offensive side of the ball and play dominant defense that hasn't proven to be a winning solution. You know, a super bowl winning solution. The last couple of years, the league has changed a bit. But it, it's one that you know we could go down that road. I, I just don't know that we can get there pretty quickly unless we can draft three Micah Parsons um, and throw them out there on the on the defensive side of the ball. So your 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 final take, Jalen Hurts, put him put him uh, put him in the backup. Do you still want him on the team, Brandon? <laughs> you may be able to get. To, I, honestly, like I think, the, like if I'm the Steelers and I'm Mike Tomlin, I would maybe try take a shot on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. 
you talk about this, you know, you, you don't want the whole season to be overshadowed by, you know, Deshaun's off the field issues. And it kind of puts a cloud over the season. What puts a cloud over the season to me is knowing we got a guy that if we can figure out a way to get ourselves in the playoffs, that he can't take us to the promised land. And, you know, if you can't win it all, then, then, you, then you got to try something else um, because that's what everybody is, is in it for. So I think, uh, you know, I think he certainly has a place as a backup. I th- certainly think um, if we bring in kind of one of those mid tier veterans, I mean, I don't know if you're talking about, you know, the, the, the short guy from Cleveland or, or some of the other guys that are out there, but, um, you certainly, I, mean, I, I want no part of Baker Mayfield, Robert, Justin, do you guys want Baker Mayfield on? No, I, mean, I think we're just swapping them, swapping those guys out for the most part. Haven't you seen yeah, Baker's I don't, ceiling? I don't disagree. Yeah. I think Baker is a better passer. Um, I mean, could you, could you convince me to kick the can and, and try Baker or Carr or one of these guys, should they come available? If it was a decently team friendly deal for two years, I, I might be willing to give it a try. Um, I, I do think they're both better passers, but they both have question marks too. I mean, I think I am more willing to try to, you know, to, to really do a deep dive on these rookie QBs that are coming out of college. And I know it's, it's not a good draft year. I know it's, it, you know, compared to other years, no one really well, likes one of those. Disease. One of those guys is going to end up being that, good. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I, I, I do think you're going to start seeing them rise because quarterbacks always rise in the draft, first of all. And if you like one of them, maybe you go for it. And I do think you got to go for the guy that has the strong arm. I mean, look, the, the to me, the two, two most important skill set for a quarterback is one to have that elite arm. If you have that elite arm, you can learn a lot of other things. I mean, just look at Josh Allen. He he had a, you know, not great rookie year, made a lot of mistakes. And now he played, you know, a, pretty much a flawless playoff game the other night. I mean, the, his, his trajectory has been pretty amazing. So that and the ability to diagnose defenses and and be kind of a general out there on the field. I mean, that's a that's a huge attribute as well. Um, you know, obviously QBs do that to different levels. Um, but you know, the the better you can get that, you start to get a Peyton Manning out there, and that's an unfair comparison because Peyton Manning's a Hall of Famer and, and whatever, but you kind of get the point. The, the only thing I do have to disagree with Brandon on, and I think his take on Jalen Hurts is is pretty correct. I actually think think Howie had a good year. Um, I don't think dropping the grade on Howie is fair. I think this year was always about, let's see what we have on Jalen hurts and look Howie did a, a, a good job. He dumped that Wentz contract and believe me, there's a lot of Colts fans that are wishing they had never done that trade right now. Yeah. So you can knock him for, for extending him in the first place. That's probably fair, but I still am not convinced that was a bad call at the time it was done. Um, based on what we knew. Um, but I think he had a good year in getting out of that the best we could cut bait, got a first round pick. We now have three first round picks this year. Um, you know, the Devonte Smith, I think was a fantastic pick. I mean, I think if we had a QB that was a better passer, Devonte Smith could have had another 500 yards. I mean, he is open on every play. He's constantly open. He could he could have really lit the world on fire this year. And I do think he was held back a bit by our offense. Well, and you could, you could make a decent case that this draft class, at least what we've seen from them early, Devonta Smith, uh, Landon Dickerson, even Milton Williams, like some, this could end up being one of Howie's better draft classes. Obviously you have to figure out the quarterback position, but to that point, Justin, 
Jimmy G is a name that has been kicked around. If the 49ers don't beat the Packers, don't make it to the NFC championship. Is, is Jimmy G a, a guy you'd be interested or excited to land in Philadelphia? You know what? Uh, he's had two decent games uh, minus that horrible interception, uh, you know, in that Dallas game. Uh, but I, I feel like he played extremely well, you know, that game in order to get into the playoffs. And then he played a, a, a really good first half against Dallas. Um, and then obviously tried to give the game away there. Uh, so I did, I looked into it briefly just to see, you know, what do you think we got to give up? What's he getting paid? And then what's left on his contract? I mean, he's getting paid 25 million next season. So he's not cheap necessarily, I guess cheap in the frame of he's not 40 million overall, but he's only got one year left on his contract. So I'm guessing if, he comes to you is probably going to be with a situation where you try to, or you need to extend him in some way where he's going to try and get another contract out of you. I wouldn't want to buy into him for another three, four years by any means. Um, I don't like the idea of a proving deal necessarily either, especially if, you know, you got to give up at least a first round, I would assume for him, maybe a first and a second. I'm not sure what they would want there, but if he had a two-year contract, I think I'd be much more interested in this situation. I don't know how much better he actually makes you than Jalen. I do. I would agree that he would make you better than what Jalen does right now. But I mean, up until the last couple of games, I mean, he almost lost the starting position this season. Also, he's injured. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he might not even start the next game due to how injured he is. Uh, there's some information going around. I guess the spread just jumped a little bit more, too. Um, against Green Bay, so yeah, he we'll does see what a, happens. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not interested. One of my of, concerns with uh, you know Jimmy G would be that you know one the 49ers themselves were out on him just by drafting yeah. Trey Lance. So yeah, that, I mean, to me, that, it's a big red, a flag. red flag, right? And, and two, I mean, I do think you have to. I'd be concerned about his success in another system because Shanahan is widely considered as one of the top offensive minds in the league his ability to scheme, his ability to out scheme others. So I have to think he is getting close to his max performance in his scheming there. So the question is, what will he be like then in another system? And I'd be concerned if he would be as good uh, in another system when, you know, we know Shanahan's probably getting the most out of him. Yeah. I mean, he took the 49ers to a super bowl. He's got him back in the playoffs again, and they're dying to move on from him. They, they traded multiple picks to draft a guy third overall who had barely played in the uh, FCS. I don't know. To me, it's like th they know this guy better than anyone else. And they, they want to move on. That's certainly a red flag. I mean, he's shown a lot of, uh, a lot of moxie these past couple of games, pulling out these victories, but that is something definitely I'm scared of. Brandon, your thoughts on Jimmy G. Yeah, you know that 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 brings up a good comparison to Jalen because I think Jimmy's a guy where he's been inconsistent throughout his whole career. He's shown flashes of brilliance. He's gotten big contracts. He's played well in big games at times and poorly at others, but he's got it. I mean, he's got the level of talent needed to win and be a proficient passer in the league. Whether he can do it consistently or not is another story. Where I think you could do well with Jimmy is if you have a very good team um, and you're missing a guy that's kind of can be steady Eddie at quarterback um, or at least give you a, a viable passing attack that threatens defenses. And in that case, I think if we were a more mature in terms of our roster rebuild to where we want to get to be, you know, you got those two or three picks on defense, you know, maybe you got another receiver, you know, and kick Rager off the bus, um, you know, then you're in a position where you get a guy who's proficient. 
maybe he's not, you know, top five, maybe not top 10, but he's in the middle of the pack. And right now I don't think we're in the middle of the pack. Um, but you know, so, so I think Jimmy's viable. I think he gives you a better option that hurts. Cause he, he's proven he can be a, a passer. He's streaky, but if he gets on a roll at the right time and you have the right people around him, he could do pretty well. And you saw him beat, you know, a, a pretty good Dallas Cowboys team, uh, in the playoffs and played well, but you know, major heart drop with some dumb plays at the end, but that's Jimmy G still won the game. Let one final question for you, Brandon. Um, one other option, it seems like in, in how he's optionality as he likes to refer to it is to somehow kick the can uh, down the, down the road a little bit, maybe take some of these picks uh, trade them, basically move some of the first round picks you have this year into next year and use that year as the year you get the top stud quarterback, or again, just give essentially creating another evaluation year for Hertz or maybe some sort of competition. But what do you think about maybe kicking the can down the line as far as draft capital? Yeah. I, you know, I, I agree with you guys on the, on the, where these guys grayed out. And I agree that one of them will probably be a starter in this league for some extended period of time, whether that's corral or you know, a couple of the other guys I'm highest on him just because I think he's got great arm talent plays in a tough, tough league. And has you know, had, had some pretty impressive, uh, and he can move around a little bit too. He he's, reminds me of a little bit of Zach Wilson, but in the SEC. But you know, I think that that, that could be okay. I think we're, you know one thing that was very clear in that game was there was there's a distribution of, of blame to go around. And I think Jalen, you know, should acquire the highest amount of that, but it wasn't more than 50%. I mean, we're deficient in a lot of areas, which I think is also why I, I would downgrade how he's great. I mean, it's just we're a long way off from being a, a real contender. And so I think if it takes you another year, you, you, you feel like you've got great players that can really start to really change the complexion of the team in, in the early rounds here. And maybe you want to, you know, trade back one, one of those picks or, or do something funky to, to give yourself optionality the following year. I think that's fine. And I think we could bring in, a, I don't know if it even needs to be a top tier kind of veteran QB at this point. I mean, we could bring in a whole host of guys that are going to, be available that are middle of the road guys that are going to compete strongly with Jalen for the job. I mean, we're not talking about replacing, you know, it's not hard to replace a guy that's at the bottom half of the league or, or even towards the bottom of the league in, in car in, in sort of passing offense. How dare so, you? Yeah. I, I don't think we're uh but, but again, then, then you turn, then what is next year is next year, another evaluation year. And then what are the metrics for that evaluation? Obviously you continue to evaluate Jalen. And I think that's the big question too, that I would ask you guys who follow this a lot closer than I do is coming out of that game. Now we've been, now we're going to enter the off season, you know, free agent market and obviously the draft, you know, where else did you see such, you know, rampant deficiency that we were just blown off the field by a, by a superior team all around. Is it, is it linebackers? Do we go out and get a corner? Obviously it would be always be great to have another receiver. We've had bad luck there and we're bad performance there in the draft. I mean, what, what do we really need to do? The offensive line looks pretty solid. Defensive line looks hit or miss. I mean, what, do, what do we need to get us to the next level you know, X the quarterback for a second? What do we really need to focus? Yeah. I mean, D line, I think, you know, is really uh, where, where we have to spend some draft capital on. It's not easy to get dominant pass rushers late in the first round, but I think maybe maybe even consider trading up because, you know, not having Josh sweat, uh, you know, and Josh sweat shouldn't be a guy that really impacts your pass rush that much, but not having him there, I think really made a difference. And we were like 31st in the league in sacks. 
and for the type of defense we run, you need to get pressure with four. Obviously, the linebackers are always going to be an issue. They don't want to put much into it, but I think D line, outside of figuring out the quarterbacks, the number one spot right now. I think you also need to look at secondary, though. I mean, if we had another guy to go with Slay, uh, it'd be nice. Um, Nelson's has an expiring contract. He'll be a free agent. Um, Harris safety is going to be a free agent. Then McLeod's going to be 33, I think, next season. So I, th- I think that's somewhere you need to look as well. I like that kid from Cincinnati. Um, so I, d- I don't know. I agree, Sean, the defensive line, but if you can secure that secondary and uh, we've had linebacker woes this entire time, I think in Gannon's defense, if we do end up keeping him or he doesn't get a head coaching job. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't say that without chuckling. (laughs) Um, I I think actually we would, we could really utilize a strong linebacker in what he tries to run, which seems to be, you know, these zone defenses. Uh, but when you have a guy like TJ Edwards, who played really well for us, actually, and Singleton, Singleton did too. But I mean, typically it's like they're just cleaning up passes that have already been completed or, you know, runs that get to that that next level. So um, I think a, a good linebacker would be great. Yeah, I think for me, I, I think my blueprint is – pretty similar to kind of what we've been talking about. I mean, we have three picks. Uh, I would still be inclined to do one offensive lineman, uh, you know, probably Linda bomb. If, if he's available, especially, you know, Kelsey could retire in any year. Sounds like Brandon Brooks may be retiring. Dickerson was a good pick. So that was good. Um, and on offense, I do think we need another receiver. Clearly Jalen Rager is not going to be that guy. I think we can all agree upon that. It doesn't even need to be said. Um, probably shouldn't even see the field again for us, but I, I would go to free agency for that. I think there's going to be a bunch of decent wide receivers that hit free agency this year. So we're going to have the cap space. I would try to address that in free agency. And other than that, honestly, our offense is not that bad quarterback aside, but the rest of the positions, obviously our lines good. You know, I think Quez could be a good number three wide receiver option. Um, you know, could it be tempting to take that Alabama wide receiver if he drops in the draft because of the the injury? Maybe I just don't know if it's the best use of our draft capital to take another wide receiver again uh, this year. And then the the rest of the two picks I spend on defense. I agree. I think we have to to draft a linebacker. I mean, we saw all year teams pick us apart on those short passes over the middle. We we need some swagger in the middle of that defense. I mean, look what Mika Parsons has done for Dallas. We need a guy like that. And we're not going to get a guy probably like that, but we need someone who's at least competent there in the middle of the defense who can take away some of that short intermediate stuff. And then, you know, the last pick on defense, I'd probably go best available, whether it's the line or another secondary or corner, you know, that, that would be my blueprint going in, in terms of the draft. It's been a long time since I saw a linebacker make like a real impact play, like a real game play. I mean, it's, it's been years. I think I can't Uh, Jeremiah Trotter. I I don't know. It's been a long time. Well, and and also it's, it's an analytics thing. Like analytics will tell you not to spend money or draft capital on linebackers. Uh, But at some point I do think it's really kind of hurting us long-term. I have a question for you guys. I mean, we were throwing around free agent quarterbacks, guys to be traded for. Um, I did see, you know, a post out there about Kirk Cousins possibly being up. 
Anybody, anybody willing to touch that? I mean, he had a great season this season, probably his best ever. I don't know. I haven't looked into his stats too much. Over 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, which I feel like is great for him. And then a, a quarterback rating of 103.1. Well, when you, when you think of like athletes that would just really fit the city of Philadelphia, you think <laughs> of like <laughs> cousins. Can you imagine? I'm just this throwing town, it out there. I'm this town would there. eat that man alive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did, but again, he, you know, he kind of passes the eye test as far as you know, Brandon saying, like seeing the field, finding the open guys. He also has a great supporting cast, Justin Jefferson, who we could have had uh, Dalvin cook, Adam Thielen's a good number two, and he plays in a dome. So he's a guy that's going to put up good numbers, but I, you know, like a, like a Kirk cousins, Jimmy G, if we had like a, a, a really great team and just needed a slight boost at the quarterback, maybe you consider a guy like that, but I don't know, man, like neither of those guys are really, I I'd rather just roll the dice. Our team is young. We do have a, like, I think there's a good young core there and I'd rather try and find a young quarterback that can kind of grow with the team versus a Kirk cousins. I mean, Brandon, are you, you're not in on Kirk cousins. Are you? I'm all, I'm all out on Kirk cousins. He yeah. is soft and he's, he's weird. He's, he's you know, an odd guy. <laughs> he's like, like and make every the team do like you know baptisms and shit. Uh, and that, we already we already kind of had Carson that. Carson Wentz, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw how that ended. You know the softness <laughs> owed well, but I will say Jimmy G is impressive in the sense that like like you said, I mean they traded down for this unknown guy from North Dakota. You know, basically the whole organization gave up on him, and he went out there and put up a pretty good year. I mean, yeah, he had his ups and downs, but like that shows some mental fortitude. Um, it's not easy to do that when your organization turns their back on you. Um, so credit to him for that. Well, yeah, he's really could. putting the Niners in kind of a tough spot. I mean, if he takes them on a decent playoff run, what do they do? I mean, do you cut the guy that maybe gets you to the NFC championship or even further? I mean, I, it, it's really interesting at this point. Uh, he's going to force their hand and it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Well, and, well and I mean, so three years after hurt. he went to the Super Bowl, they drafted Trey Lance. So I mean, I guess they don't care much. But yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's a good point, Rob. Super Bowl quarterback though was Kaepernick, and we've never heard the end of it. So hopefully, it, <laughs> it doesn't turn into that saga. Well, but but like with with Jimmy G though, that's why the whole Trey Lance pick didn't make sense. Like the 49ers viewed themselves as a team that was pretty close, right? Why would you waste all this draft capital moving up to trade up? Also, they traded up to that number three spot, claiming they didn't know who they were going to take. Ended up taking, um, you know, Jimmy G. It just seems like when they have better been better off, either a just keeping the pick, drafting Mac Jones at like number ten, trading Garoppolo, and then you have all these picks, or just sticking out with Garoppolo and then you know getting other skill position players or guys to add to your secondary around Jimmy G. Like they could have had Patrick Sertan. Uh, in their backfield. Instead, they have Trey Lance just keeping a seat warm. And if you're the 49ers, the whole reason you draft a quarterback that high is you want them to start pretty soon because the value is getting a guy like that on a rookie contract. Now you're going to sit him for another year. Right. It really doesn't make sense. Right. No, I agree with that. I agree. All right. Well, Brandon. Jordan Love situation. By the way, the parting shot is has anyone ha ever had a, least, a less likable? Does anybody hate an eagle more than Jalen Rager? 
in their in their eagle fandom, you know, lifetime. I can't think of anybody I hate more than that guy. <laughs> well, you know, Nelson Aguilar was certainly uh, in that territory where you had that homeless guy who caught a baby out of a burning building and then made the comment about Nelson Aguilar. But Aguilar then came out of nowhere and had a really good season, taking us or or the year before, whatever the timing was. I think I think the baby dropping was after, but was, Aguilar. Yeah. Aguilar had like a really good Super Bowl. So as much as you want to clown on Aguilar, you look back at that 2017 year and the guy played pretty well. I, I saw mean, Chad Johnson, uh, Chad Johnson I, came out today, well, you know, or the other day in defensive Rager too. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, look, he, he's the, the problem with him is he's done nothing on the field and you keep seeing these reports that he's not even like running great routes. It just seems like he he's not, uh, I don't know what the issue is, but I saw a great stat that I sent the group that uh, Jalen Rager and JJ Ortega Whiteside in five combined seasons have managed to catch only three more touchdowns than Lane Johnson. I mean, uh, just think about that for a minute. It, it's an amazing stat, and it shows how poorly we have drafted at wide receiver. And unfortunately, it yeah. certainly looks like Jalen Rager uh... is the next in that line. I'd like to go a podcast though, without, you know, bashing white side. Yeah. I, you know, I got the Jersey. You want to, you want to know who the biggest Jalen Rager fan in the city <laughs> of Philadelphia is. It's, it's, it's JJ Arcega white side. Cause that, he, he was the guy that out and, like have a beer, <laughs> like, like, you know, they should be like best friends. I mean, they're going through like, I don't know. Arcega white side at least was the second round pick. Um, and he's kind of like flying under the radar now that Rhaegar's come and and stolen all his uh, receiver bus swag from him. <laughs> Guess so. Anyway, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate all it. All right, appreciate it. And you can check thanks, out Brandon, Brandon in our uh, group text. So take uh, care, Brandon. All right, later, Brandon. Yeah. Going to take a quick break so we can talk about better fantasy. That's right. Looking to get down on some NFL action this Sunday. Don't actually spend real money. Not a problem. You can play all the free to play games over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B E T T O R fantasy.com slash SGPN. It's available worldwide and in all 50 states. Again, you can earn a uh, free credits, aka better credits, and then use them to uh, cash in real prizes, cool gift cards. They got a little bit of everything over there. And again, you can't lose money, completely free to play betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, so bet head over to so slash SGPN to join the social betting revolution. Me versus you. You can challenge your buddies, friends, family, coworkers, head to head gambling, easily connect third party payment options to get started today. Just go to so slash SGPN so slash S G P N. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. Before we uh, wrap things up, want to hit on a couple NFC East updates. Of course, what certainly made my Sunday was just the joy of watching the Dallas Cowboys implode in the playoffs. I mean, again, the Eagles season came to a disappointing end. And, and we could talk about that all day, but watching Carson Wentz and the Colts implode, losing the Jags, and then the way the Dallas Cowboys lost with Dak not knowing the rule about having the umpire set the ball and touch it, it was it really made Sunday a lot more palatable, knowing that the Cowboys weren't going farther. Rob, are you with me? That definitely oh, made it easier. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the end of the day, we're really disappointed. The Eagles lost in the manner that they did. I mean, they just looked totally outclassed and, and had a poor game plan, but I don't think any of us are really shocked that they lost period. I mean, we were not, you know, people did not expect us to win that game. Could we have sure. Um, but you know, if we had lost looking decent and maybe by two touchdowns in a total different game, I think it would be a total different conversation today, but Dallas certainly <laughs> was expected to win that game. I mean, this yeah. was supposedly quote their year. You know, they had that number one offense, uh, their defense had that dramatic turnaround and then to go in there in a home playoff game and just get beat like that. And honestly should have been a, a, a worse than the score reflected. I mean, that late, that late uh, interception that the Niners gave them was somewhat of a gift. And then how they went down at the end there with that, you know, play, as you said, and now we get to see maybe their assistants will get hired away. So yeah, I mean that, that made the day a little better. Justin, what it, what have you enjoyed as far as just schadenfreude of other teams? Is it the Wentz debacle, the giants, uh, they're on their bottoming out Cowboys hitting the wall in the playoffs. What's the most fun. I mean, you could even throw a Washington football team in there as well. What's been the most fun as an Eagles fan. I mean, you know, watching the Colts play the Jags. I mean, that was certainly uh exciting to watch. I, I did. I, I hate to say it, but I did love every moment of it. Uh, it gave me some closure to the Carson Wentz trade too. Felt like I could move on after that. Um, you know, we won the trade. It was official um, regardless of what they end up doing. You know, we got the first round pick. Um, we got the cap We're we're good. Now everything's great. Um, secondary to that, actually probably even better. I, I can't, I can't gloss over the Cowboys as you guys pointed out. I mean, that was great. I mean, it was just an utter and complete fuck up. <laughs> so many things went wrong. Like number one, they called Kellen Moore calls the play, the golden child, right? Dak runs the play, but if you're going to run it correctly, he's only needs to run 10 yards and he needs to make sure that he gets the ball to the ref. Doesn't do any of that correctly. Continues to run, takes more time off the clock. Doesn't get it to the ref. And then the fact that the ref did all he could in order to make sure that he could spot the ball for them. Um, it, it just didn't still didn't turn out in their favor. It was just such an epic Cowboys loss. I mean, they were going to get blown out and then somehow they turned around the game and it worked out better than a blowout by all means. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah. It did make me a little nervous, but the heartbreaking nature to bring them back in, to give them hope, they shouldn't have even gotten the ball back. I mean, you know, Trent Williams, I don't know what the 49ers are doing, putting him in motion there on that, on that play. It was like fourth and short and he got a false start. Cause he was in the tackles in motion for some reason. Uh, they shouldn't have even had the ball back and then for them to go down and you're like, Oh my God, are they going to really pull this out? And no, just them running. And then, and then them, them trying to blame the refs was just hilarious. Thank you. That's what I was just about to say too. The, the icing on the cake then was Dak, um, you know, saying that, you know, fans shouldn't throw bottles at the, at the players thinking they were talking about the players finds out it's the refs that they're talking about. And then decides to say, Oh, okay. He's, he basically condones it. They even ask him if he wants to retract that statement. He says, nah. And now today he just came out with an apology. I think just an <laughs> hour or two ago, it was just, Oh, so Dallas was great. Yeah. And uh, someone uh, had a clip from the office where Dwight 
uh, he pulls out his apology and just says, <laughs> well, what is it? It's like, I, I, I regret what I did. And then, and then they go, uh, wait, did you, you needed to type that out? And he's like, I didn't, I didn't, I, he goes, you couldn't remember that. And he's like, I couldn't remember it. Cause I didn't feel it. It's like, yeah, this is clearly what's going on with Dak and whatever you want to take it out on the, on the refs go for it. I mean, you, the Eagles legitimately, I mean, look at the offensive talent we have, you know, the Cowboys, all the receivers, all the talent they have, the money they've dumped into the running back position, Kellen Moore, super smart guy. And then now they're going to lose Dan Quinn. Like the whole reason this Cowboys team was competitive this year was because uh, Dan Quinn had kind of turned their defense around. And now it looks like they're going to lose him. So it, Rob, any, uh, any, uh, any thoughts here on the Cowboys? No. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you guys just said, I, I, this was their window and you know, I'm not saying they, they won't be good again next year and their offense can't be good again, but you know, they'll probably lose some people. They'll probably lose Gallup. I think they, they aren't great from a cap perspective. Um, you know, I think they'll lose at least one of Quinn or more possibly both. And, you know, I'm not super high on McCarthy as a head coach by himself. So if they do lose those coordinators, you know, who knows what that means for the team from a coaching perspective. Um, and, you know, honestly, too, the thing that is, you know, we haven't talked about is obviously Dak, you know, botched that end play, but he honestly just didn't look good in that game, period. I mean, he did not play well for a guy yeah. that just got paid $160 million. Uh, and is being paid like a top five or, or whatever it is. He just did not have a good game with all those weapons. Yeah. There was a fun list going on social media of like quarterbacks that have more wins against, uh, you know, teams who have won double digits, basically just pointing out Dak hasn't really beaten any quality opponents. And the, the guys on the list were pretty funny. Even a Carson Wentz sighting Colin Kaepernick, a lot of like random uh, names on there that you wouldn't consider top tier quarterbacks right now, uh, beating out our old buddy Dak. All right. So unfortunate end of the Eagles season. However, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting off season, tons of cap space for uh, Howie and uh, Jeffrey to get involved. And of course the three first round picks, we're going to be keeping you covered with a ton of uh, off season podcasts here covered. Very interesting Eagles off season. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52 and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. One final note. We uh, announced a winner of the Brian Dawkins autograph mini helmet. Congratulations, Nicole Yates. I'll be sending you an email so you can rock a sweet, sweet, sweet Brian Dawkins, mini autographed helmet. And uh, again, feel free to rate and review us on the old Apple podcast or wherever great podcasts are downloaded. For the Die Hard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean, stacking the money green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds.